This is the Digital Savage Experience Podcast, hosted by Roman Prokopchuk, bringing you all things digital marketing, tech, business, and motivation. What's stopping you from becoming relentless in all aspects of life? Are you ready to become a digital savage? Let's get into today's episode. Hey everyone, this is Roman Prokopchuk and this is the Digital Savage Experience Podcast. Today I have with me Eric Pierce. Eric is an entrepreneur, founder of Pierce Media Group, a digital advertising and consulting agency. Thank you for joining me today. Absolutely, my pleasure. Nice meeting you. Yeah, nice meeting you as well. So tell me a little bit about your journey. How did you get to where you are today? Well, it all started about 21 years ago professionally. Um, that's where I got my start into marketing and sales. Uh, it started with a, a family business. We had a commodity brokerage firm. It was um, it was about a $12 million a year business. And uh, I was the main guy for marketing. Um, I helped you know raise accounts, basically generate revenue, right? And uh, this was before social media came along. This was before a lot of the channels that are available now and a lot of the technology. So it was based in marketing and uh, phone calls is really what it came down to and networking, establishing, you know, referral partners and things like that. And so, you know, I went on this long journey of, uh, of learning how to be a good marketer with, with content before content is what it is now down that road. You know, I had to find creative ways to, to, to solve issues of, of getting customers because of regulations. We had heavy regulations, they're even heavier now, but heavy regulations in the business. So I you know, really took a lot of creativity and problem solving. That really started my journey of, of becoming a marketer. And I've always been a marketer, you know, where it's didn't matter if it was in business or with other people, it just always came out of me in some form or fashion. <laughs> And so um, make a, a very, very long story short, I could very easily go over that 21 year journey, but um, you know, I had my ups and downs just like everybody else did and does. In the last uh, last few years, I, I started looking at Facebook and um, you know, I watched Google when it came out. I watched YouTube when it came out. I, rem- I actually remember sitting at, my, uh, sitting at, the, at the desk in the office one day and I, I heard some kind of news about this YouTube thing. And I'm like, what is a YouTube? <laughs> and so I started doing my my research and found out that it's a place where people could, you know, share videos. And I'm like, okay, this is this is interesting. Who would who would want to do that? And so I, you know, it's just one of those things where you hear about it and I started I started paying attention to it. I I could see the value of it early on and I started thinking, I remember thinking back then, you know, this this is probably going to be something pretty big, even with the the, the word or the name, the brand of it. Um, it's going to be interesting to see where this ends up. And that was that was when I first started. What's it been? 12, 12 years now for YouTube? 12, 15 years? Somewhere in that area. Anyway, um, saw Facebook come out. I, you know, had really had no idea what it was about. It didn't make any sense back then. Um, started watching it. A few years later, you know, when they brought uh, advertising out, I was kind of going, well, I bet this must have been the plan all along. Had to be. 
uh, you know, how else are they going to produce revenues and so on. And so anyways, um, so I kept watching it. I've never been one to jump onto trends just because I think it's a trend and I want to get ahead of everybody and all that. Usually it's the pioneer that has the most difficult trip. Those that follow have a much easier trip, you know, going back to the uh, old wise saying of standing on the shoulders of giants, you know, learning from wisdom rather than learning from hard knocks. And, um, and so I've never been one of those that just would jump on, um, jump on the bandwagon or, or go try to pioneer something. I would just wait to see if it was a fad or a trend. And if it's something that would, um, that would continue on, that would be a, a sustainable system, if you will. And, um, and I saw Facebook just kept growing and growing and growing and growing. And I'm going, okay, I think, I think this is something that's going to last a while. I'm going to jump in. And there's a ton of people that were ahead of me. But what happened is I, I went through, you know, I, I, I saw the courses. I started um, meeting the, the guys that were creating courses and all that. I'm, just, I'm kind of fast forwarding here a little bit. Um, it was about four four or five years ago when I started really uh, digging into Facebook and, and really learning about the advertising side of things. And that's become the focus. Um, I looked at Google when I first got started, uh, when I first got started in the digital side of things. Um, but Google was just at the time and still is really is uh, rather expensive, a lot more than it used to be. Facebook is still in a little bit of an infancy um, not to say it's an infant, but a little bit of an infancy as far as the advertising goes. That's why the pricing is the way it is. Um, so anyway, I, um, I started, started looking into it and uh, doing my research, as I always do, and started an agency. And I'm now on the, uh, we're on kind of the second wave of that agency, of that agency because I started realizing that there was a little bit of a broken model in the uh, in the agency space, and um, I decided that I wanted to change that. And the only way I figured to change that is to be a disruptor. And so that's what uh, that's what I've started doing. And the model I'm using uh, that we've that we've changed over to, there's not a lot of people doing it. It's been heard of, but the way I'm doing it's just a much different route than what uh, than what most agencies have heard of. So that's uh, kind of leads me to where I'm at now. And uh, it's it's been quite a journey. It's been a fun journey. Yeah, and I think uh, a good point you touched on that a lot of things come in terms of trends and something stick around, but no matter if it's a trend or not, marketing doesn't change over time. You still need good content and then you package it in a form that's consumable on that specific platform. Exactly. It's like uh, going back to the, you know, the five stages of market sophistication that has been around since that came out of um, what's his name's book from the 1950s. I think it was It's like, you can go through some of these classic books and it's still the same principles. It's just that they're applied in, uh, in different manners or in different channels to make it fit. So yeah, I totally agree with you. Yeah, and a lot of things, I mean, Facebook, I agree, is still growing. Things are popping up in terms of you should still test it. And if you have success there, you know, go for it. If not, you know, focus on something else and have some kind of core competency. But I think what I've found over the years is not necessarily putting 
you know, your eggs in one basket. With Google, it was a wild west for a while, and then nobody thought they were going to get penalized for any reason. And then he started rolling out penalties for, you know, bad content, for bad links, and so on and so forth. And people had to scramble to something else. Yep, exactly. And that happens with uh, really with any business or anything new is that it's kind of a wild west to start with and then they start you know establishing rules and you 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 get restrictions can be good and bad i think um there's a uh, it's good in the right ways if that makes sense it might sound like a double positive there but sometimes it can it can be not as good but you can turn it into a positive for instance facebook's recent algorithm change to me, that was an opportunity because I was thinking, okay, this is really going to weed out those that aren't good marketers and they're trying to leverage the targeting rather than actually being good marketers and studying, doing their research, doing the homework and putting effort into it and learning psychology and learning you know, what makes people tick rather than, hey, I can target this, I can target this, I can say buy this now and they buy it. It's like, you know, you can't do that. You, you can do it for a certain period of time but it doesn't work anymore, especially in the housing market. Yeah, I agree. And I think uh, both with the paid and I think the Facebook, uh, Facebook organic algorithm, you can still reverse engineer it and see what how you can amplify it naturally without spending additional funds. It won't be obviously to the level before that algorithm change rolled out, but you still can kind of hack the system to benefit you in a uh, kind of white hat way. Yeah, exactly. I agree with you. So what motivates you to succeed? A couple of things. Number one would be my family, because to me, my family represents freedom, and freedom is my really underlying goal. Um, I've never really been one that has been, you know, that has enjoyed being told what to do. I tend to just instinctively kind of go against that grain, whatever it is. And um, I've always liked proving people wrong sometimes sometimes it comes to even between my wife and I and I'm always like I told you you know when those kind of situations come up she's like I know whatever you know but yeah it's family and freedom and you know you some people can put stuff in there like yes I like private jets yes I like cars yes I like you know a luxury lifestyle but what gets you that luxury lifestyle usually it's freedom because you created that freedom in your life. And usually the the motivating factor, again, goes back to family for me because I see my daughter and I'm like, okay, I want to be able to spend more time with her. I want to be able to take my uh, my wife to places, take my family uh, traveling, and um, you need freedom to be able to do that. And so those are that's really the, the motivating factor for me. Yeah, I agree. And I think it's kind of focusing on the journey and the the value you get out of it to, you know, you keep growing regardless. Well, at least you should as an individual, as a business owner and, you know, developing and building that for you. And I think all those material things are good, like you said, but if there's nothing else at the core, it's going to fade eventually because things happen in your life. If you have a, you know, a setback or a loss of a close loved one, it puts things into perspective and shows how much those material things don't necessarily matter at the end of the day. Exactly. And I mean, speaking on that note, you know, I've, I've had some, some rough family losses here in just the last couple of years. And it's like, when that happens, you know, you're, you're close to these people, um, these, these family members, I was very, very close with. 
And it's like when something like that happens or some kind of health situation comes up, I think when those things happen, they can shake you in a, in a good way where you do actually realize what's important in life. And, you know, you can have you can have all the money in the world. You can have all the things, all the, you know, those those goals accomplished. But when it comes down to it, it's like being able to have family and being able to have the freedom to enjoy your family, you know, to smell the roses. I think that really is at the core of all of us. Um, some people, I think, tend to disguise it a little bit just because they might have gone through you know, a hardship in their life. So they kind of value some things more than, I mean, I can, I can call myself out on that. There's some things that I, that I value that are material things just because, you know, I didn't have them um, growing up necessarily. And so now it's like, I have this driving force that I'm going to get mine, but that's not the actual motivating factor for me. That's a short term. Um, Hey, I can get this in six months kind of thing. But when it comes to freedom and family, that's such a long-term goal, you know, that, that comes back to my building an empire, um, motto, you know what I mean? Yeah, and I think uh, all the material things are oftentimes, obviously, uh, end results of that success and that journey. So exactly, and usually, usually the successful business people, as as you know, use those for marketing and use those to advance their business in the first place. So it's it's kind of one of those things where um, that's one thing that's changed over the years a little bit, just a little bit, where uh, you know now you can <laughs> whoever knew you could take a car. And the car could make you money because of YouTube, Facebook, you know, social media uh, channels, and it produced revenue for you. So it's kind of like, you know, sometimes those material things can be used for good as well. You can get your message across. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. I mean, some people use it to a level where I don't necessarily uh, agree with on social, but I mean, so social is kind of a highlight reel of your life anyway. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, it's like, you know, there's a lot of agencies nowadays that are trying to brand at a level that they're not at yet. I actually have some things in my mind, in my mind right now as I'm, as I'm saying it. And it's kind of, to me, I think there's, you've got to be careful with it because some of them can be very deceptive. You're portraying something that's not a truth. And in the end, if it's not a truth and it's, it's a lie, it's going to bite you. When you stay close to the truth, or your truth, as uh, Gary Vee would say, that's when you're going to win in the end. And I, I agree with that because you've got some of these guys now that are trying to brand with, you know, private jets, for example. And there's when they can't afford it. Like I understand the cost of that because uh, my family and I had owned about what 15 uh, private aircraft over a 10-year period. So I understand the cost that's involved with it. And when I see some of these guys, I'm like, there's no way. I know what you're selling. I know what you're doing. There's no way. Why would you even brand like that? It doesn't make sense to me because I think you can, I think you can brand at the level that you're at and you can relate to people. When you find a, a, a relating point where you can establish um, rapport, that's what I'm looking for, when you can establish rapport you can start to build a relationship from that because you relate to uh, to where your audience is at, for example, those that you're attracting, and they go on the journey with you. I think there's more value in in a journey process than there is at saying, hey, I'm at this level when, when you're not. And then they find out later, and then you end up losing 
uh, because it's now biting you in the butt. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. And I think a lot of people uh, perceive, so they don't say, but let's say they're in a, a jet sitting. They're, they're maybe just sitting and not even going on the ride and got somebody, you know, into that private airport just to get a picture and then paint that story like it's theirs or they fly private jets all the time. There's people even now making money off of um, influencers, basically building like luxury sets. So it looks like an interior of a jet and you go in there for a photo shoot and you're not on the jet. So it's like kind of smoke and mirrors. It's hilarious to me. It's, it's one of those things where, it, to be honest, it's ridiculous, in my opinion. It's like, why, why do you need to do that? Um, and then you find out that, you know, in real life, they're, they're just trying to get there. You know what I mean? And so I think, I think, there's, I think branding is something that is going to be just like, uh, you know, social media exposes. I'm, I'm taking words from Gary Vaynerchuk now, but uh, social media exposes people. I think branding on social media, um, over the next couple of years is really going to expose um, a lot of people because if they're not living in uh, in what's true to them, if they're not if they're not meeting people where they're at, going both ways, meaning they're not meeting their audience where they're at and they're also not portraying or not living their true life, it's gonna turn around on them and and you know they're gonna have to recover from that. But if they go the other way and they actually say, hey guys, look, this is where I'm at. You know, I'm I'm doing I'm going on this journey. Do you guys want to come along with me? Let's let's build our empire together. Let's build our dream lifestyle together. And um, and I think there's I think that's a much more longer term angle to take. Yeah, I agree. It's something. This is something that's been um, I've been preaching this for the last few months now. Probably probably the last um, six months really. I've been I've been. Um, preaching this just because it's something that's actually bothered me quite a bit because I see so many people taken advantage of in the you know digital agency space especially when it comes to courses I'm I see all this stuff happening and I'm like people come on you know wake up it's time to see what's happening so anyway that that's I could go on and on about that one <laughs> yeah I mean it's the course space is I mean a little iffy for me because a lot of the courses don't add value and obviously are smoke and mirrors in terms of marketing in terms of what they've you know gotten the students that have purchased them false testimonials and stuff like that where a lot of the time I mean you mentioned Gary Vee he gives a lot of information in terms of marketing for free um, that's beneficial to a lot of people obviously a lot of people listen to him because of that kind of grittiness and the motivational space I started listening to them to him from the marketing aspect because it gives a lot of stuff away from free and a lot of it's common sense so i think a lot of courses you're paying for common sense and you're not getting that added value that should be monetized i totally agree and uh and the the other part of that 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 bothers me even more is that a lot of the courses that are out right now are copy and paste of the courses they took and so they're turning around and basically they're flipping courses and portraying it like they created it and that's when i'm like that's the deception that bothers me yep so I mean they're not they're not necessarily an expert per se, but an expert of the course material. Exactly. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. So what's one thing that you may have seen as a weakness that you've had that you've turned into a strength and utilized today? Fast decision making. That's been that was a weakness of mine for the longest time and I still struggle to struggle with it to this day. Um, because I'm I'm one of those people that I was taught, I was raised 
taught to make slow decisions, be slow to make decisions so you don't make the wrong one, rather than just make the decision, find out so you can move on to the next decision and eventually get to the right one. And so I'd get, you know, uh, analysis by paralysis or uh, paralysis by analysis because I would overanalyze things and I missed a lot of opportunities because of that. And um, I actually had to retrain myself to get uh, to get to the place where I can make a decision faster. And it was like exercising a muscle is what it reminded me of because what I just got, I reached a point a few years back where I was just like, okay, I'm tired of missing opportunities. I want to, I want to be able to take opportunities by the horns and run with it, but I have to make these decisions faster. When I see an opportunity, I have to jump. And so what happened was, is I just started, you know, I just started basically journaling to myself, notating to myself saying, you, you know, you are an expert, fast decision maker. And I started looking for opportunities. So, you know, everywhere I go, I'm like, okay, there's opportunity everywhere around me. Take it, do something with it, start. And so, um, so what happened is, is, is nowadays, I, I still, though I still kind of struggle with that a little bit because that instinct still kind of kicks in, but I'm noticing that that instinct has been changing where, um, you know, I can, I can look at something, get some data real quick and just say, all right, do it or don't do it and move on. And that's something that, you know, as a business owner and, and what I'm what I'm doing is really vital, uh, especially making big decisions. My it kind of goes along with my favorite saying, uh, you know, I used to say ready, aim, fire. I just reversed that, you know, fire, aim, ready, because you're never going to be truly ready to make some decisions, especially opportune decisions. So it's like, just take it and figure it out later. <laughs> And uh, so that w- that's been my one of my biggest weaknesses, also procrastination. And um, and so you know, overcoming procrastination is just whatever you're doing, stop and do it. And I still that's another thing I still battle. So those are two the two big things for me has been fast decision making and procrastination. Yeah, I agree. I think it cripples uh, entrepreneurs in terms of the speed that they can get to where they're looking to get. Obviously everybody's going to overthink a decision, especially a big one or something that you choose, uh, you know, to do. Like we spoke off air that you, you know, you want to start your own podcast at some point. I think there'll be a lot of times that you're going to doubt yourself. Like you, you don't have the right equipment. You don't necessarily have all the pieces figured out and that may hold you back. But I, I think if I had the opportunity, I would have started my podcast a lot earlier. I mean, I, I am happy that I started it when I did, but I think it's one of those things that you have to make the decision, like you said, and you know, things are gonna go wrong regardless at some point. Yeah, exactly. I totally agree. So what's one piece of advice you may have for the audience, personal or professional? I would say, um, I would go back to my, my own weaknesses, honestly. And I would say to the honest, or say to the audience, you know, if you're wanting to, let's say if you're in a position where you're wanting to make a change in your life, or you're, you're at a certain level and you want to get to another level, learn to make faster decisions. Just make the decision and go or don't go. Usually I prefer to make the decision to go or to do something so that I know for sure if it was right or not. Um, kind of like being a yes man. Do you remember that movie that Jim Carrey came out with? Uh, yes man. I don't know if you uh, saw that or not, but basically the whole point was he he 
wouldn't take opportunities. And he he went he goes to a conference. He decides that he's going to say yes to everything that comes up. And what happens is, is it turned him things that he was afraid of into things that he enjoyed. Um, and he got all new life experiences. He learned how to do different things that he did not do before. He went places he never imagined he would go, you know, went on all these adventures. And so I would say one big piece of advice would be to become a yes man at the things that you're, you have a weakness to, you know, fast decision-making can cure a lot of things, even procrastination. Because if you can do something without thinking about it or thinking, oh, I don't really feel like doing it, just do something, start somewhere, start with one, the first step and go. I think that would be the, the biggest piece of advice. And don't be afraid to be the second, I would say I have a second piece, which would be, don't be afraid to be a disruptor. If you're going against the grain, that can be a good thing. Market saturation is something that I, I look at, uh, especially in you know the space we're in. And sometimes there needs to be a disruptor and that disruptor can be like the next Amazon.com. Amazon was a disruptor in many ways, and now they're just a huge. <laughs> they're just massive. And, you know, Jeff Bezos, the wealthiest man in the world, he's a disruptor, and look what he's accomplished. In a very short period of time, too, to do that in 25 years, that's pretty impressive. So follow, you know, follow, follow that suit take action faster yeah i think so also and uh even like you said the idea may be crazy or it doesn't fit the mold to your industry but if you have a you know a plan of execution and it's uh, not only kind of a dream but uh taking that and moving as fast as possible with it i mean people said the same thing to begin with about airbnb that's the you know largest property technically company with no real estate uber lyft same thing so I think it's just running with that idea, no matter how crazy it is, if you have some kind of, you know, outline plan. It's not crazy until people find out how good it is. Yep, that's true. I agree. So I really appreciate you stopping by today. Can you let the audience know how they can find you or anything else you may have going on? Absolutely. My website is uh, 100x.com. It's H-N-D-R-D-X. That is a brand that I've created for realtors and loan officers actually uh, but we also do licensing for other agencies that want to automate their business so it's part of the uh, what I call the 100x uh, movement which is to automate your business to build your empire live your dream lifestyle now um, they can reach me at uh, Facebook I'm Eric J Pierce Pierce is spelled p-e-a-r-c-e -E. so it's Eric J Pierce on Facebook on Instagram Eric Pierce on LinkedIn believe I'm Eric J. Pierce on TikTok. You can find me in any social media for the most part. YouTube, Eric J. Pierce. Um, let's see if there's any email inquiries, info at 100x.com. And uh, also my website, as I already mentioned. So those are, those are the main things. I'm very reachable. Awesome. Thanks again for stopping by. Absolutely. Been my pleasure. It was nice meeting you, Roman. This podcast has been brought to you by Nova Zora Digital. Find out how Nova Zora Digital can help your company grow online. Learn more at NovaZoraDigital.com. Until next time, all you digital savages.